On today's Dane Corners, we are covering the 2021 Bowman Chrome release. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dane Corners. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today it is a cool, cool 48 degrees in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's a little bit dark out, so excuse the lighting on this show, but uh, it's Thursday. It's a good day because 2021 Bowman Chrome came out yesterday, and I got to look at a lot of it ripped, and it was a pretty good time. A pretty, pretty good time, including getting to see a one-of-one of one of of my top five guys that we're going to be covering later. So, 2021 Bowman Chrome, a couple new things. There is a light version. Um, There's a hobby. There's an HTA. We'll get into it. We'll show you pictures. And uh, let's get started. All right. So, 2021 Bowman Chrome. A couple things. There is the HTA, which is three autos, no other cards. So you get one pack, one singular pack in the box. You open it up and you get three autos. I saw boxes that had two base and a refractor auto. I saw boxes that had two color, including one box that had a HTA choice blue out of 150 and an orange. Um, I saw one with green and a yellow. Uh, so there's a very good combination of colors in here along with the chance that you get two base and a refractor, which is kind of stinky. But if you get the right guy, makes up for it. And the prices are pretty good. I think you can find all of these for around, you know, depending on where you go. Depends on where you go. Your LCS might have them for two, you know, 220, 225, 210. Um, eBay, a little bit riskier, right? Your LCS is going to be getting cases unopened ebay they might have gone through a case taken hit some major hits and then sold the boxes that they're like well we hit all the major hits so here have this box so ebay probably a little bit cheaper maybe around 200 um on to the next one and that is hobby this is two autos but then you get all of the other cards this is significantly better than bowman baseball bowman baseball had one auto in the hobby box one color, one atomic, and one paper color, in my experience. And sometimes not even an auto. These, on the other hand, two autos and a decent number of color cards. Well, at least two color cards and some Bowman Chrome firsts. So it's nice to see Hobby pretty clutch this year. Definitely a better buy than Bowman Baseball. And then you have Hobby Light. I couldn't get a picture, actually, of a Hobby Light box. Uh, Brewtown, my local LCS, does not actually have Hobby Lights. I don't know who has Hobby Lights, but it's a different configuration. It's cheaper, and there's no guaranteed autos in it. I'm sure you can get autos, but there are no guaranteed autos. So if you're just buying this to get Bowman Firsts and maybe some color, it better be really cheap. This had better be like 50 bucks or something, or else it's just not worth it because it's autos. 
that cost money, right? That make you money. And uh, not getting autos, this had better be like a $50 box, if that. On to parallels. And so we've got a couple new things this year. You'll notice the B&W Mini Diamond. That's black and white Mini Diamond. That comes out of the light box. And you can get autos in that. And then you have, you know, your typical base refractor, speckle refractor. In your non-autos, you do have a purple shimmer. I think that's new, number 250. And then you'll notice this HTA Choice, number 150, which is from HTA boxes only. And that is just a blue mojo. Think of the Mega Box blues. That's what it looks like. Uh, you have the green atomic refractor. It looks like a green cracked ice that's been around before. And then some new things. Um, and I don't know if this is every year, but I don't really deal with HTA too much, so I don't really pay attention to it. Um, but gold shimmers are HTA only, right? And orange waves are HTA only. You'll notice that they have an orange auto, an orange shimmer, and an orange wave. A little bit of an overdue. It's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? And then they also have the same configuration for reds. Red, red shimmer, red wave. And then you have black mojo 101s, um, which we actually saw uh, Victor Acosta's black mojo get hit out of Brewtown yesterday. So pretty major card. If you want to look at it and you are looking at the video this Thursday, go onto Brewtown's page or you can look at my story. I put it there also. All right. Now we're going to do top five. So... When we're talking Bowman, I am always hesitant to do Bowman because I worry that I'm going to influence one of you or two of you or three of you into buying a guy that you wouldn't normally buy. And I don't want to do that because when it comes to prospecting, pretty much anything goes. When you are doing rookies, everyone knows who the good rookies are, right? And if you're trying to buy into a rookie that you don't think anybody else is buying into, you're taking big risk and hoping it pays off. Um, think about football, right? You get the big rookie quarterbacks and then all of a sudden you're buying a Jacob Eason because you're like, well, what if he gets to play that type of thing? So, you know, you're dealing with your Luis Roberts and Kyle Lewis's and that type of stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, well, what if Randy Rosarina pops off? I'm going to buy some of him. And then he pops off in the playoffs and you know, it's a risk, but it pays off sometimes in the Bowman market. On the other hand, it's all risk. It's all risk. You don't know what any of these guys are going to do unless they're like a top hundred prospect and you're pretty confident in them hitting well in the minors and then selling before they hit the majors. Okay. But the majors is a whole nother different story. And so you just don't know what they're going to do. And so for me, there's certain guys that I am confident in, right? I'm confident in enough to buy, but that doesn't mean that you should buy because I buy because I have a different confidence level than other people. And some people have a way higher confidence level than me or, you know, uh, risk level, I guess you'd say. And so, you know, take what I say here with a grain of salt. This is my top five. These are the five guys that I would go after. Not anybody else, not anybody else, me. And so because of that, you know, look at these guys, look at what I have to say, but then form your own opinions because you might disagree. You might disagree vehemently. And I don't want you to be like, oh, I disagree, but Nate said it. So buy it. That's 
in no way is what you should do. You should take this. You should use it as like one tiny little tool in your way to get Bowman. And lastly, I'm covering five guys. There's 86 autos in this product. And there are, at least in my notes, I wrote down like 20 guys. And 12 of those guys were shortstops. So because 12 of those guys were shortstops, I like the 20 guys I wrote down. There is huge potential in this product. Huge potential. And you don't know who's going to pop off. And you don't know which light-hitting shortstop is going to magically find power, right? Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. And so for me, there's some guys that are less of a risk than others, but they're all risks. And also, because of how many shortstops are in this product, this is a pretty good product. Now, there's not a ton of top 100 guys in it currently, but I wouldn't be shocked if you look up, especially because there's all these shortstops, if you look up in a year and a half, and there's five top 100 guys. There's six top 100 guys. Maybe there's a couple, you know, top 10 guys. Uh, so this product is pretty, pretty stacked when it comes to hitting prospects, especially shortstops. So keep that in mind as we're going through this. And keep that in mind for when you're deciding what to buy. Because maybe you buy and you don't open. And, you know, you get a box for 200 bucks, And a couple of these shortstops hit. These outfielders hit. $300 box in a year. $400 box in a year. Um, there's potential there. So keep that in mind as we're going through this and on to the top five. Honorable mentions first, pitchers. Now I put Kyle Hurd here. I put Kyle Hurd here for a very specific reason, and that was I still am worried after that entire spiel that somebody's going to be like, oh, I should go buy whatever pitcher's on this screen. Kyle Hurd's atrocious. Been really bad this year for the Dodgers. Was not very good in college. That's why I put him up here. Do not buy Kyle Hurt. That being said, there will be no pitchers on this top five list. But there are going to be good pitchers that come out of this product. And so if you are into investing in pitchers like I am, what I do is I go look for guys that have nasty stuff or good strikeout rates or, you know, anything. I don't want bad strikeout rates. You know, I don't want a guy throwing like seven strikeouts per nine, right? I don't want that. So I need to have good strikeout rates and then a couple other things. Did he have a ton of wild pitches? You know, is that why his uh, ERA is inflated or, you know, a ton of walks? Well, maybe he can get some command. Do I think he's going to get some command if he's on, I don't know, the Arizona Dimebacks compared to the Milwaukee Brewers? No. But if he's on the Milwaukee Brewers or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Dodgers or any team, the Indians, you know, any team that's really good at developing pitchers, I'm more likely to buy into that pitcher like I do with Aaron Ashby than I would, despite his iffy command, than I would if Aaron Ashby was a, and the White Sox are really good at developing pitchers too, throw that out there, um, but I would, I'm more confident buying Aaron Ashby because he's a brewer than I would if he's a pirate, you know what I'm saying? So, or a cub, cubs are really bad at developing pitching. So, for that reason, there's going to be a lot of pitchers, but pick your spots. If a guy has nasty stuff and no command and the team he's on has no ability to develop him, I wouldn't buy that guy. I just wouldn't, even if he has nasty stuff. He might hit, but it's a lot lower chance of hitting than if you buy a guy with nasty stuff or maybe slightly less nasty stuff, but still good from a team that's really good at developing pitching. And so for me, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Indians, the Rays, probably my top five um, with, shockingly, the Brewers probably being number one because it seems like everyone they touch nowadays is a gold mine. 
Uh, just go look at like Ethan Small um, if you're interested. So, pitchers. And then number two, Luis Rodriguez. So, Luis Rodriguez is an outfield prospect for the Dodgers. He's 18. And people are super, super, super excited about him. His prices are astronomical. Astronomical. You can see here, he's got 55 hit tool by Fangraphs, 45 game power, 45 raw power, 55 speed, 55 field, 40 future value. Now, that can move. He's young. Fangraphs isn't going to know everything. They get a lot wrong because that's the nature of the beast when you're prospecting. You get a lot wrong. That being said, he's 18. He's in the complex league, the Arizona uh, Arizona and Florida complex leagues. He's 18. He's played 54 games. He's got a decent number of home runs in those 54 games. Eight, you know, that'd be a, that'd be a 20, 24 home run pace. Um, through a full season, 11.4 walk rate, which is good, but 30.9% K rate, which is scary. Um, he's hitting 216 with 326 on base and a 367 slugging, 86 WRC plus. 289 BABIP is low. You expect those numbers to go up, but all that being said, I still don't love him. There's guys I like more, and so for Luis Rodriguez to be one of the top prices in this thing is ridiculous. It's just because he's on the Dodgers. It's because he's 18, and it's probably because his face was plastered everywhere when Topps was promoting this product. But there are guys I like better than Luis Rodriguez. So if you have Luis Rodriguez, you know, there's some interesting stuff. The walk rate, um, even the power is okay, you know, 20 home run power maybe but uh, at maturity. But for me, not the guy I want to invest in. So number five. Iover Piguero. Um, the L is apparently silent on Iover. And uh, he is a shortstop. He's 20. And he's like one of the only top 100 prospects in this entire product. Now, he's got a hit 60 hit tool, which is really nice. 45 game power, 50 raw power, 55 speed, 55 field, 50 future value. Um, the hit tool here is really what carries him. Everything else is very similar to Luis Rodriguez from before, but his hit tool is very nice. And uh, you'll notice his stats down there. We've got all his seasons in high A this year. He's hitting 270 with a 332 on base and a 444 slugging, which is really nice from a 20-year-old shortstop. It's really nice. 8% walk rate is nice. 25% strikeout rate's a bit high. You'd like that to go a little bit lower um, than what it is, but... Beggars can't be choosers. He's got 14 home runs in 90 games as a shortstop. So he's getting into that power even a little bit. Maybe that game power uh, will uh, progress just a small amount. And so Iover Piguero is interesting and he's really nice. He would be higher on this list if he wasn't a pirate. But he is a pirate. And for that reason, he's number five. But Iover Piguero is a guy that I would be interested in, in investing in. And he is a shortstop. Number four on the list, Jefferson Cuero, catcher, 18 years old, Milwaukee Brewers. Now, I debated putting him on here because he's a brewer. Everyone knows I love the Brewers. I didn't want to be a homer. But but in rookie ball, as an 18-year-old catcher who is catching quite a bit, look at those stats. Like It's hard for young catchers to hit because they're trying to learn fielding. And yet, look at those stats. 23 games, a 309 or 68 at-bats, 
83 plate appearances, 309 batting average, 434 on base, 500 slugging, 934 OPS. Um, now, he didn't catch all those games, but the fact that he's catching and hitting well, probably getting dinged up a little bit, uh, getting extra base hits, five doubles, one triple, two home runs, uh, taking more walks than strikeouts. Look at that, 12 walks to 10 strikeouts in rookie ball. That's super, super nice. Uh, obviously, you, you got to take rookie ball stats with a grain of salt. But his stats are nice for a catcher. Usually young catching struggles to hit, and he is not. And if they're not struggling to hit, usually they struggle to catch. And yet here he is with a 60 future fielding and a 60 throw, which means he's going to stick at catcher, and he is hitting well. Um, So uh, also I'll read off the rest. 50 hit, 60 raw power, 55 game power, 20 run. Um, so he's going to be slow. All catchers are pretty much slow unless you're like Austin Barnes, uh, Dalton Varshow, right? But for the most part, catchers are slow, but he has the chops to stick behind the plate and he has the bat to become an all-star. That doesn't happen very often. Usually it's like you're a bat first catcher who struggles with defense or you're a defensive first catcher that struggles with offense. Not many guys are Yasmani Grandal um, or Omar Nevaez. And so for Jefferson Cuero to uh, have that potential, that's really nice at 18 years old. That being said, he is a catcher, and people don't love investing in catchers. But for me, I would be willing to invest in him. Number three on the list is Reginald Preciado. He's a shortstop third base. He's 18. Now, this is where it gets interesting. You'll notice the card in the right-hand corner is a Padres card. He's not a Padre, not a Padre at all. He is a Cub. He got traded in the U Darvish deal. I don't know what's going to happen for breakers when they are doing their breaks. Are they going to know? And are they going to give the Cubs the Reginald Preciado? Or are the Cubs, whoever buys into the Cubs, going to get uh, wrecked here and not get one of their guys because he's in a Padres jersey? I don't know. But he's a shortstop third base. He's 18. He's 6'4". He's big. And he's doing pretty well. Uh, complex league, of course, you know, a low, low level. Um, but he's 18. He's got a 7.1% walk rate, which is fine. He's got a 22.7% K rate, which is fine. Um, 333 average, 383 on base, and a 511 slugging. Seven stolen bases. And uh, his future hit, 45, game power, 60, speed, 40, field, 50, future value, 50. Um, now, you'll probably say to yourself, Nathan, you always choose guys with good hit tools generally. Um, but this guy has a 45 hit tool, 60 game power. And I'm just choosing him because, look, 60 game power, 6-4, shortstop potentially. They're probably going to play him at shortstop so he gets reps and then move him down the defensive spectrum if need be. And he's going to get to play in A ball, high A to build value. He's on the Padres. All those things are nice to me. A Padres prospect that has big power plays a premium defensive position, and uh, has the chance to destroy A ball and high A before getting called to double A, and then I could sell? Sign me up all over the place. Um, you're looking at what he's doing in the complex league. If he can do anything close to that in A ball, his prices would skyrocket, and then I would sell. And so Reginald Preciado, I don't know if – I don't think he's going to be like one of the best players in this list when it's all said and done, but – Specifically, just for a a plus ball, I'd buy in and then I'd sell relatively soon. 
Number two on the list, Victor Acosta, shortstop. He's 17, and he is a switch hitter, which is interesting. I've just I I like the idea that guys are switch hitters. Um, usually means they're just in my mind a little bit more athletic. And if you're athletic enough to switch hit and you're athletic enough to play shortstop, I think you're athletic enough that if you run into any problems, you can figure it out. And so his scouting grades here are not from Fangraphs, but MLB Pipeline. And he's got a 55 future hit, 45 power, 60 arm, 55 run, and 50 field. Should should stick at shortstop um, with that arm, even if uh, his fielding is only a 50 by MLB Pipeline. I think he should stick there. Um, and with that, he's also pretty quick. He's got a good hit tool. His power is a little lacking, but the nice thing here and the thing I really key on key in on is that he's in the Dominican Summer League. He is 17 years old. He's really young. He's got 23 stolen bases, so he's using that speed. He's got five home runs, which not a ton, but he's got that 208 isolated power. He's running a bit high, baby, at 353, which is, eh, you know, drop it down 20 points, and you're going to see the average on base percentage and slugging drop. But he's running a 296 average of 433 on base and a 503 slugging. Those are all nice. The really nice numbers here is that 14.7% walk rate and that 18.6% K rate. No matter what happens with Victor Acosta, I will always go to bat for him because of that walk rate. If you are running a almost 15% walk rate in Dominican Summer League, you've got a good eye at the plate. Usually young guys are not going to run that good of a walk rate. They're going to have to develop it as time goes along. If you start out with that, I am willing to roll the dice with you instantly. Instantly. I don't care if it's Dominican Summer League. I am always keying in on the walk rate. If you have a good walk rate, everything else can fall into place because you have a high floor. You will get on base. You know the strike zone, and especially the K rate, right? 18.6. He knows the strike zone. And from there, everything else can fall into place. Him knowing the strike zone means... You know, he's going to know which pitches to swing at, which pitches to lay off. Now, as he gets higher levels, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, right? Pitchers are going to be nastier, that type of thing. But you start out with a good eye at the plate. I expect you to continue to have a good eye at the plate. And so for me, that is the foundation that I want to base my prospects on. And he has a great eye at the plate. He's got speed. He's got the ability to stay at shortstop. He's got a knack for hitting. If he can grow into the power, you're looking at a star. If he doesn't grow into the power, you're still looking at a guy who could be very, very valuable as an investment in the low minors and probably through double-A triple-A uh, until he gets to the majors and you got to face guys like Corbin Burns, right? Then it gets a little bit more difficult. So Victor Acosta, I love him. I love that walk rate. I love the eye at the plate. And I am super, super excited to see where he can go. 15% walk rate as a 17-year-old. Come on. Come on. That's amazing. Stolen bases, a little bit of power. If he can grow into it, star. And his black mojo, his black choice uh, mojo 101 got hit out of Brewtown yesterday. So major, major card. And then number one on the list, last but not least, you have Christian Hernandez. Shortstop, 17 years old. Chicago Cubs. Uh, dude's an absolute stud. Um, Look at these look at these numbers. 47 games for the Dominican Summer League again. He's 17 also. And uh 
five doubles, one triple, five home runs, 20 stolen bases, only three caught stealing, which is really nice. 30 walks to 39 strikeouts, super nice. Uh, 287 batting average, 400 on base, 427 slugging, and a 827 OPS. And so for me, the difference between Christian Hernandez and um, Victor Acosta is that Christian Hernandez, also a shortstop, also 17, also plays on a major team like the Cubs, whereas Christian Hernandez, or whereas uh, Victor Acosta plays on the Padres. So they got that going for them. They both steal bases. They both have amazing eyes at the plate, and they should both stick at shortstop. So they're basically the same. The difference is Hernandez's hit tool is a little bit lower, but his power is higher, his raw power. And so if he can get into some of that raw power, I'm more interested in him, I guess. I guess you could go either way, Victor Acosta or Christian Hernandez. But I think I want to go with Christian Hernandez because his eye is just as good as uh, Victor Acosta. Maybe his hit tool isn't as good. Of course, these are different scouting grades. If I had Victor Acosta scouting grades from Fangraphs, I'm sure they'd be similar to this. So I'm going to go with the guy with more raw power. And so for me, you really couldn't go wrong either way. This might flip-flop. I might decide tomorrow that Victor Acosta is the guy I want to run with and Christian Hernandez is not. Um, but if you're looking for an investment standpoint, Christian Hernandez is coming out at like $500 a base auto. Victor Acosta is coming out at like $150, I think, maybe even lower. So from that standpoint, i definitely go Acosta if you have the option. But I wanted to point out that Christian Hernandez is really good. He is really young. He's got a really good eye at the plate. He's got some power potential. He's going to stick at shortstop. He even has a better likelihood of sticking at shortstop than um, Victor Acosta. And uh, he's on the Cubs. And you know people love people love the Cubs. And they don't have much. And that's, that's the big thing for me. So they don't have much right now. Um, the Padres have stars and stars all over. And so Victor Acosta is really good. But Fernando Tis is still there. Um though Tatis has been playing outfield, you know, Manny Machado's still there and other guys, Trent Clark, right? All those guys, um, Trent Clark, Trent Grisham, Trent Clark was his old name. You know, there's stars and Victor Costa is going to be in a crowded place, but Christian Hernandez, on the other hand, they just traded all their stars away. Anthony Rizzo, bye-bye. Chris Bryant, bye-bye. Javi Baez, bye-bye. Wilson Contreras is probably going to be out the door one of these years. And so all their stars are gone. He does have to complete with compete with Ed Howard, but I like his chances of being a star and the center, the focal point of his team more the, so than Victor Acosta. That is all we have today for the top five. Now remember that there are a ton of guys on these teams or in this checklist. Ton of guys. And there are going to be guys that pop up this year, next year. Well, not this year because the miners like almost done or already done. Um, but next year, the year after that, you never know when these guys are going to pop off because there's so many 17-year-olds. There's so many shortstops in this list. So when you're looking at this, remember, 86 guys is a lot of autos. Hard to keep track of them all. In fact, you can't keep track of them all. Um, I know I can't keep track of them all. So just do your research. Stay on Twitter. You're not going to buy into all of them right away, and you're not going to get in lowest on some of these guys. 
But keep on Twitter and uh, just keep your eyes out. And if you see a name pop up a time or two, you see some good stats, go look him up. See if he has Bowman. Maybe he does have Bowman 2021 Bowman Chrome. And then you can buy in easy peasy. Thank you guys for listening to today's Dingin' Corners. I enjoyed doing this 2021 Bowman Chrome. I hope you guys take this and use it as a tool. These are the guys I would invest in, but not necessarily who you would invest in. Um, so use this as a tool with your other research. Go look at Baseball America. Go look at Fangraphs. Go look at MLB Pipeline. Go on Twitter. Go on uh, 1500 Prospects or Prospects Live or whatever that's called. Um, listen to podcasts. Watch videos. Talk to your fellow collectors. Though your fellow collectors might be a little bit biased because they might have a Victor Acosta that they're looking to sell and be like, yeah, Victor Acosta is amazing. And then they dump their Victor Acosta. So be be uh, forewarned about that. Um, but, you know, do your research and look for guys, look for diamonds in the rough, look for studs. I don't care. Um, but use this as a small portion. Don't just go out and just buy every Victor Acosta you can get. Right. So that's my final message for you. Thank you guys for listening to Dane Corner today. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will talk to you guys again next time.